Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Hi. And running the boards is Joey Dees. I am Joey Dees. Are you? Yes. All right, then. On today's show, we will talk TV with Flash and a new one from one of our Geek Nationals that looks interesting. We'll get some board game reviews from BJ Shea. Okay. And, uh, you know, maybe that, uh, more. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Hey, Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Get our blogs, podcasts, and more. More, more, more. more. Search for us on BJ Shay's Geek. BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes. Yeah. And uh, let's get right into uh, talking about television. Okay. Uh, This came from a drifting nerd, one of our Geek Nationals on Twitter. Yeah, he's been with us for years. Yeah, and it's awesome because he'll send us a bunch of different videos and different things and stuff. And this actually looks pretty interesting. There's going to be a new sci-fi comedy that is dropping May 1st. Wait, that was... On Friday, so it's out already. Whoops, we missed it. I don't know what day it is anymore. Yeah, I know, right? On Amazon Prime Video, so it'll still be up there, uh, Robbie Amell stars as Nathan Brown. That is uh, Arrow's uh, cousin, I believe. Oh, okay, because I thought, yeah, I remember the name. I was trying to think. Yeah, Stephen Amell's cousin, I believe. And the show is called Upload. Um, so Robbie stars as Nathan Brown, who quote, winds up in the hospital following a self-driving car accident, needing to quickly decide his fate. Uh, after a rushed deliberation with his shallow girlfriend, Ingrid, he chooses to be uploaded to her family's luxurious virtual afterlife, the Horizon Company's Lakeview. Wow. Yeah, and this reminds oh, it seems yeah. like somebody took a Black Mirror episode and said we're going to make a comedy on yeah. this. Yeah, what is it, like San Junipero? Yeah, or, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. It was yeah. great, great Black Mirror It was episode. a really good yeah. one. Um, it says that uh, from this uh, mention that we got from TVInsider.com, uh, the futuristic idea came from the past. Uh, Amal says that they conceived the series decades ago when he was uh, when one of the writers was a writer on Saturday Night Live, but nobody wanted to touch it until successes of the show like The Good Place. It was just too out there. So that's kind of cool that a show, you know, yeah, a lot very of those, interesting. So yeah. he's saying they had this idea long before they saw that Black Mirror episode. Is it possible he talked to some people and somebody in Black Mirror said we'll make one at least one episode about it? Yeah, quite possibly. Fascinating. Um, also, it's not just sci-fi because obviously you have the augmented afterlife, but. It's it's, there are more emotional layers. Quote, it's a comedy, a dramedy, a romantic comedy, and it's then it's also like a sci-fi thriller. And you're still laughing along the way. It There's a lot in there. There's yeah. a lot in there, man. Yeah. Actually, and the pilot was shot uh, over two years ago. Shot back in January of 2018 with the rest of the series filming uh, from February to April of 2019. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a Flash fan, Robbie Amell was uh, the boyfriend who went all nuclear uh, at the beginning of the series, Caitlin's Boyfriend. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. That's who Robbie Amell is, yeah. So Upload is available right now on Amazon Prime Video, so if you got that Prime, check it out. 
And thank you so much, uh, uh, A Drifting Nerd, for <laughs> giving us that insight. Now, onto a show that, uh, well, uh, we were just sort of kind of talking about. Flash, BJ, Flash! we mentioned it on Friday, but uh, they put out two episodes, and now you don't know when they're going to get any more out there. Well, I think there is one coming uh, this week. Ah, I, I do believe okay. that we'll see one tomorrow night if, I, if, if I'm doing my math properly. I suppose I could just find out and just tell you that right now. Let me just do a little <laughs> quick thing over here. Well, the internet doesn't want to actually help a brother out the way it should. Uh, one more time, kids. What do we got? That says it will air on a hey, May fifth. That okay. will be tomorrow. Yes, it will. All right. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Flash has take took some time off. A lot of TV shows are doing that, as well as comic books. Everybody's taking time off, trying to space stuff out to time it so they don't have to pull a Walking Dead and go. Well, we're going to finish most of our season, <laughs> um, right? Uh, because from what I can tell, it just picked up where it left off. It didn't look like there was anything. It didn't look like they really wanted to end it there when they took the, a month off or so. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's um, a lot of storylines have happened this season, and they also had that crisis crossover. But currently, Iris uh, is trapped in a mirror in a mirror universe. Oh, and no. uh, yeah. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> the best thing about it, though, is that I will say this: Iris has never been one of my favorite characters. But Candace Patton, I think, when she gets to play a bad guy which is what she's playing a mirror version of herself. And in, to the point where her arms get to turn into these wonderful mirror swords, glass swords, where she, she can just chop the crap out of you. And, That's and, cool. And there was a great fight scene with her and, uh, <laughs> and, and the Flash. Um, I, I, I actually dug that. I'm like, all right, you know what, Iris? I'd like to see you as the bad girls. Kind of like uh, Danielle Panabaker, who plays Caitlin, when she turns into Killer Frost, she, I think she's just a much more of an interesting character. And you've said that like just across the whole time, every time she's the the bad guy. I, maybe it's just me because I just love women that are yelling at me all the time. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Brings me back to my uh, my 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 old days growing up in Boston, where everybody oh, yelled yeah, at me all the time. Boston, where everyone just yells all the time. Exactly, that's correct. So, <laughs> I, so I really want you know I want the people to be like like mom and the sisters and all the aunts used to be. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's. You know, I'm. I here's my problem with the show. After I don't know seven years being on the air, they wow. have to find a way to make these guys beatable, and it's frustrating because when you see Killer Frost beating the crap out of the Flash, and then you then turn around and see Killer Frost get bested by a sub here, a, a really a villain that has no business even beating the Flash, <laughs> you get mad and go, come on, Frosty, you have better powers than this. And sure, you probably can come up with reasons why, but uh, I think there's fatigue for me. It's been seven years. And I th- and again, it's one of those TV shows that need to have 100 episodes a season. And so I think that's where I'm at. It's, it's a, you know, I mean, it's just... Uh, and then, of course, there's the whole C-dub. Everything's got to be a drama because it's a yeah. lot of, you know, a lot of people who like the young young people who love drama in their lives. That's and why I'm just I like, avoid uh, it, man. <laughs> it's unfortunate because I really do, out of all the shows, I really like The Flash a lot, but I think there's some fatigue setting in for me. But my daughter still likes it, so we watch it. <laughs> Aww. Oh, so, yeah. Well, let's do, uh, let's talk about something and move on from, uh, from that to something that you really enjoy doing with your daughter right now since you're stuck in the same house with her, not going anywhere. Yes. Board games. Yeah. Yes, and uh, not only that, but Joey Dees has been playing a lot of board games. As he's he's on a mission because he wants to learn more board games because he just never he spent most of his time playing Magic. So mm-hmm. he's now getting into other games. It's a treacherous trail. This mission I'm on. <laughs> oh, yes. <boy. laughs> yeah. So um, I've been introducing Joey to a lot of different games, including, if you will, the classics. 
Uh, and I would say the new Renaissance classics. Oh, okay. Uh, because um, there are games that um, that have just come out over the years that even now I wonder if people are kind of not playing that much anymore. But I remember when I got involved on like seven years ago in board games again, uh, these were the big ones. You know, you've got your Lords of Waterdeep and mm-hmm. your Seven Wonders and your King of, uh, King of Tokyo. You just think of some of these basic games, Catan, and a lot of those games are getting replaced. You, you know, yeah. you, you don't see people playing them that much anymore because they're always looking for something new. One of those games was Splendor, and Splendor was really a very, very popular game. Uh, I think it was an Eschenspiel or something Spiel winner, uh, and uh, they had released us an expansion for this, and this is how sad my life is that I have a shelf of shame. They released this expansion three years ago, and I hadn't even opened the box. Oh, I've got a couple of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you are uh, a way more prolific uh, board yeah. gamer. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, a lot of times expansions are a way for people to basically get interested in a game again. Mm-hmm. And companies are smart. They go, I know you think our game is great, but eventually you're going to see something shiny and new and you're never going to play our game again. This is a way to remind you, hey, that game is still good. And also we have new product for you to buy. Splendor did that with Cities of Splendor, the expansions. And so if you don't know Splendor, it's a really good game. Um, some people think that uh, Century Road, uh, Spice, uh, Century, Century, oh my God, my, well, anyway, that game. Um, <laughs> Century World, Century, why can't I think of it? Anyway, Century Spice Road? Yeah, that's it. There yeah, Century Spice Road. They, yeah, they've yeah. always felt that that was a replacement. I don't think so. I think they're both really great games, and uh, I would play both of them, actually. Uh, but Splendor uh, is basically a game where you just have resources and you're trying to buy a bunch of cards that will either, A, give you more resources or give you victory points. And the first one to get to 15 will set the end of the game and then you finish the round out and whoever has the most points wins. Um, and so it's an easy game to pick up, but the strategy is pretty wild because on your turn you either collect resources or you will basically buy a card. Uh, there's some other things you can do, but it's basically that. And then it's just like, you know, do you hate draft against somebody? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you decide what somebody else is doing and hate draft resources because there are limited resources? It's a fun game. Um, <laughs> and so the Cities of Splendor came out with basically four different expansions all in one box. And, wow. Uh, which changes the game a little bit, but still keeps the game you know, in its uh, in its pure form, uh, and I like how each different expansion changes it um, differently, and uh, th- that's always fun. You go, oh wait, all right, my strategies have to change now. Like what I used to think I had to do with this new expansion, I got to think differently, and I love that about any game that gives you something new, keeps the mechanics relatively the same, but makes you have to alter your strategy because that makes it a new game even though you still are familiar with it enough that you don't have to relearn everything. Uh, And so there are four different expansions, and one involves a whole new set of cards that you draft from that will give you better ways to uh, get resources or even get other cards. Another one gives you special powers you unlock if, in fact, you do certain things and you have that power for the rest of the game. And then finally, uh, one thing just completely replaces uh, a thing called nobles, and nobles are basically like these fancy people that see you doing great work, and they'll come over and basically hang with you and give Aww, you more victory points. That's nice. Well, you remove them, and instead, the same mechanic you use to get nobles, uh, you use instead to pick up one of these cards that say, you, if you get to this by doing this, you will basically have triggered the end of the game, and people have to try to get to where you want to get to. It's really fascinating. It basically is, is whoever grabs the card first, that's the game is over. 
And if you don't Whoa. have one of these cards at the end of the game, then you don't win no matter how many points you have. So, like, Joey could have 30 points. Brutal. I could only have 12, but I grab the card that says, do this, this, and this, and have 12 points, and you can grab this card. Ah. So it changes the whole vibe where it's not the most points anymore that win Splendor. Uh, I like hmm. that expansion. Yeah. So there's the there's one that adds a new deck. There's the one that adds new powers. And then there's the one that adds these cards. There's another one called Stronghold. And it seems like, I have to tell you, I never bothered with it because I saw Tom Vassell's review and and I saw other people's reviews and nobody likes Stronghold. Uh, they just <laughs> they think it's a waste of time and makes the game go longer and they just don't feel like it adds anything. So I've never played it. I can't, rev- I can't tell you what it's like, but I saw enough people and read the instructions and I kind of agree with them in my own brain. But three out of four is good. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah. I mean, seventy five percent at that point uh, out of a box set is seems pretty solid, actually. And it was fun to play it again. And Joey, you played, Spl- you had played Splendor at all. So really, you know, for the first time in probably what seven, eight, nine years, whenever how long it's been out, you, what do you think of the game? Uh, it's pretty basic. There we go. <laughs> That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the cool part about the game is that whatever you do doesn't really you're not really affected by other players until you understand the more uh the in-depth strategy of the game so you can just do your own thing and like you might win or you might not but then as you play more you can see okay i'm supposed to be really paying attention to what other people are doing so i think that hits all the genres and all the people which is good easy to learn difficult to master sort of thing along those lines and that what that's what makes a very solid game yeah like when you play ability wise definitely exactly yeah yeah and there's a solitaire version again you have your ap players which, um, you know, I think uh, in life it's time to address the AP players and, and, and tell them that they need to think of other people. I think I'm going to start doing that and make that announcement in our groups Ooh. and say, because now that Tom Vassell did it, I feel like because he did a whole thing along with him and Z and Rod- Rodney from Watch It Played, they both just said, they all were like, yeah, AP players need to understand you're ruining the game for everybody else. And the only reason they're AP is they're trying to win. And I think we're at the stage of life where it's like, can you play a board game and not try to win, but just play it and have a good time? What's AP, just for people who don't know? Oh, analysis paralysis. Oh, I was thinking you just meant alpha players. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You can think of that, too. So it's the analysis paralysis player that will it can't make a move unless it is the most optimal move. Oh, yeah. And, and you sit there and you wait and you wait and you wait. And I have some friends, and they're really smart people, but they're not aware that, like, dude... You need to just make the best possible decision you can make in a certain amount of time. Which, by the way, there is merit to that skill. There's the merit to the fact that can you make the best possible decision in a quick amount of time? Because we don't all have 30 minutes to make a quick decision in life. Sometimes you've just got to make the best decision you can and go, all right, well, I screwed that up. I could have been better if I had more time. Well, that should be part of a game. Mm-hmm. I have been guilty of this myself, so I'm also policing myself on this and saying, yeah, you know, I need to not take more than five minutes on a turn. I think that any game you play, if you take more than five minutes on a turn, unless the game itself just makes you have to take a lot of different things and move things around like in Magic, you know, you know those decks. The guy that has the control deck has to shuffle his deck every turn because he's just cycled through and he's done this and he's done that, and you just sit there going, well, I'm never going to take a turn again. <laughs> yeah. But when you're playing five, six players and it's a social event and you've got all your buddies and everyone's hanging, you can't be that person. You're just, you just can't be that person anymore. And um, this game could easily be that, but I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this. I think this is the right thing to do. If it's wrong, well, what am I going to do? Good on you, because that was one of the things that, it, it just drives me nuts. I just like, I've plotted out my thing, and it's like, if it's not the most optimal, sure, whatever. I'm just trying to 
kill a couple of hours and play a game and just hang out. Yeah, and I and I think that's what I'm going to start a rule and just say, all right, nice. guys, how long do we think enough sh- a turn should be? And I say, we're going to start timing it. Not going to target anybody at this table because I think we've all been guilty of it. And you need to know that you can make a mistake in life and lose a game. It's okay. <laughs> it is okay if you didn't do the optimal thing. Are you sure? Nobody's going to kick you out of our game group. Nobody's going to come put, haul you away. You actually can just take your turn in a fair amount of time and maybe not win today. Uh, what's another board game you've got going on, man? Well, it's another one that I introduced Joey to. Uh, I'm a 4X fan. He will mm-hmm. never play Twilight Imperium ever, he says. Who knows? I'm going to give him a I'll give him some time. Air high five, uh, Joe. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, I, um, there's many ways to play Twilight Imperium, and I would even say that I would introduce Joey to Twilight Imperium by having me not play, um, <laughs> because you can play it as a very short, mathy game, mm-hmm. and I think Joe actually would really appreciate that. Like, he might give four hours to a game because, all right, there's a lot going on with all the factions and everything. The negotiations adds time to Twilight Imperium. So since I know he won't play that, I'm looking for other 4X games, which is, you know, explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. Exterminate. Um, and so I'm always on the hunt for it. We we taught him Mother, Mothership, which is a shoot 'em up really quick 4X game. It's more about just going out there and beating the crap out of everybody. They even have a deathmatch mode. Um, but <laughs> yep, even in the yep, victory yep. point mode, it's designed to go quick. You just blow up ships and get points, and, that, and, and that's how you get a lot of your points in the game, so you really have to fight each other. Yeah, sounds good to me. Some people like that. There's another one that came out by Robert Burke Games that I backed, and it finally got delivered. And I, if you go to their website, you'll be able to um, see if you can buy copies of it. It's called The Silver River. From a component standpoint, and I want to be clear about this because I don't want anybody to think I'm knocking this game. This game kickstarted at a very low number. So what I got for the cost of what they got, I think is amazing. But we're so used to super-powered, Stonemeyer, oh my God, come on type of com- components that mm-hmm. we're spoiled. Yeah. I try to remember that. I try to remember that this is a guy, two guys, you know, Burke and Robert Burke and Nate Bivens who... They've just put out, I think, I love the game for what it's trying to do in the small amount of time it does it. And yes, the components could be better, but I am so happy that, you know, I, I think they're better than the first Twilight Imperium or TI2 components. Wow. Which, of course, you're saying, okay, well, it's 20 years ago, BJ. You'd oh, hope yeah. they'd be better. But <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, you know, someday I wish somebody would take this game and really go, you know what? We're going we're gonna to make a super-powered, unbelievable component edition of this game. I would love that to happen because I think it's a good game. But, Joe, uh, I, I want to get Joe's impression because, again, he's – I love these. I'm biased. What did you think of the Silver River since you weren't a huge fan of Mothership? It was interesting. Uh, definitely, like, so when we played Mothership 4X games, you, you had said I hadn't played a 4X game before. So, and it, that was a fast one. And this game kind of showed me that 4X games in general are meant to go longer because mm-hmm. their systems have to develop over time in the turns. Whereas Mothership was kind of just like, there are 4Xs, but you're really not going to do them. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one was better. Uh, it had a weird catch-up mechanic because this was similar to some of the other games we played. You don't always take the same amount of turns as the other players. So they have to somehow oh. allow you to catch up or not get punished as much if, say, someone takes like five extra turns than you. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So I, I it was fun. Uh, I ended up taking, I think, 15 extra actions at the, on the last turn than wow. both BJ and the other person we were playing with. I mean, it was actually bad because they built in a mechanic which gave them essentially like a ridiculous amount of victory points. Not a bad, not a bad way. Like this was definitely something I knew about. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how powerful it was going to be. So I took sixteen extra turns and just ruined them all the, the entire board. 
but then lost horribly in the victory <laughs> points despite taking victory points from them because I was also giving them back based on this third board that was a lot that allows you to not lose because of the way they developed the game. And I love wow. this. And, and this is something I think is unique I have not seen. Uh, and Nate Bivens, I mean, I, I, he is, I've seen videos where he was very, very much proud of this mechanic, which is called the Domestic Investment Board. And basically it's this. In a lot of Forex games, you don't really care about your home planet. You're going out and exploring space and you're doing stuff and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Nobody ever thinks about what's life back at home. And that's what they thought. This Domestic Investment Board rewards you for basically coming back home and doing stuff at home. And they've got more like <laughs> education, like there's four tracks and one's like infrastructure, education, and, and, and some cool names that all really are all about doing stuff domestically. And the way it works is that you will get every time it comes to you, normally, you know, when you pass, it comes to you and you go, I've skipped my turn, go on to the next person. Yeah. You get to move, uh, you get to move up on this track. It will give you one resource. And if you lead in one of these tracks at the end of the game, you get an extra three points for being ahead on this track. So there are four tracks. That's an extra 12 victory points you can get. And if you're smart, it says if you have all four tracks that you're on, you will then get victory points based on the lowest track you have. And so I was able to move up to position seven on at least on all of my tracks. So I got an extra 19 victory points in this game when I was out of turns. When you shouldn't, yeah, it's like uh, I shouldn't be able to continue and progress at this point. But the way they put it in there, that's actually really and neat. I, and I set myself like I didn't see that the first time I played the game how to really abuse that. But as I was playing the game, I thought. Oh, if I do this, 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 and this, I'm going to get X amount of points. They're going to try to stop me. But if they try to stop me, it's going to take them so many turns. <laughs> I'm going to advance up on these tracks. And I should be able to either. And really, if they just left me alone and quit when I quit, I would have won, but it would have been by a smaller margin. Yeah, and I should mention this is a programmable Forex game, meaning that you collect your resources, and then based on those resources, you get a certain amount of actions per turn. Oh. You so, can take as many actions as you want as long as you have the money to pay for them, because every action costs money. Yeah, so it's interesting. The one thing I have about all these games that's tough, and if you don't watch videos beforehand, which is my own fault, it, this is where you kind of get punished, is there's a lot of known information. And as we, we when we talked to Richard Garfield, he said the thing that, you, that makes games most fun is the unknown information. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how many resources you got when you bought carts. And in most games, it's usually less. In this game, it's more. It's true. He didn't realize that his race actually had a, a better ability when it came to buying those cards than the rest of us. He just assumed we all had that ability. Oh. And, and that's what he didn't know. Well, yeah. that on top of the fact, like, usually, you know, when you buy a card, that's the variance of it, right? Like, you're mm -hmm. never going to get the amount of resources back. And because they equal two turns in this game... BJ on his first turn bought two cards and got two extra resources, then got two more actions where I didn't, and then got two less actions. So it was just kind of punishing. Yeah. Not that that's going to happen every time, but I just didn't know that. So specifically with my class, I realized, oh, no wonder this class is supposed to be buying cards. It's because when you see three as opposed to two, you're much more likely to gain resources. Ah, or get whatever you want. Wow. I mean, Because yeah. at some point you may want something else in the game. Uh, there's also uh, the game really gives you many different paths to follow to win the game. And I love that. That's what 4X is all about. If you get a good 4X game, it will just give you so many different paths to victory. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many great Forex games out there. This is one of them. I'm going to pr try to give Joe all of them and see the different <laughs> ways to basically skin a cat, if you will. Um, and it's called the Silver River Robert Burke Games, and um, I, I, I like it a lot. It's one of my favorite Forex games. Not my favorite. Twilight, of course. Twilight Pyramid is my favorite. One day we're going to play Empires of the Void 2, which is the Ryan Lockett Forex game. I 
think that's my second favorite. Wow. Actually, so he hasn't even played that one yet. That is awesome. Well, now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicki B. I know her. Do you? Yeah. She's right there. She's that over that thing person. <laughs> Uh, I got a, a whole bunch of like wholesome, feel good stuff, but I do want to tell you about something that does make me feel good, but maybe not fits in this category. I don't know how Vicky's like, I want to tell you wholesome stuff, but first let's go to the dark side. I know, right? Like the boys. Oh, oh that boys. What about the boys? I, I hear. Season two hasn't isn't even out yet, and it's been renewed for season three. Wow. Of course it is. That it's, makes me feel good. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. It was well done. Uh, th- th- you know, Amazon, thank you, because to me, it was one of the better shows of this year or last year? When last year. It was last year. Was it yeah. last year? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. They, yeah. haven't hit, they haven't hit a release date for season two yet, but... Oh, I cannot wait. It I am so thinking good. fall. Maybe, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm just really happy. I'm really happy that all the principal photography got done. So mm-hmm. all the editing and stuff, which yeah. can be done From mostly home. at home, yeah, that, that they same, can do that. That was the same with the Umbrella Academy. They had already done all of season two filming, and it's just editing right oh, now. Oh, is that coming out? Uh, let me double check. It's going to come out before so. the boys, I think. Oh, I mean, like I think it did before. I'm super excited for that. I'm super excited for the boys. I'm super excited for the Mandalorian. Like all of these ones, I think are already in the can. Just waiting on the editing and if that's all just please please i need new stuff oh i'm, I'm excited for the midichlorian i can't wait for that you stop that that's not happening man no it's not dang it no 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 yeah i wish i could get into star wars clone wars by the way which people talk about but i i just can't because the animation doesn't do it for me and they say <laughs> that know. this last season's epic yeah i've heard they just released the information about umbrella academy season two and august 2nd Whoa, 2020, nice. so it's a away. Yeah. Uh, it's not horrible. It's a great early birthday gift. Yep. I love it. I'm going to have to go and uh, rewatch uh, that series to get prepped for all of that. Oh, I've watched it a couple times. It's so good. <laughs> it really, uh, you know what, I've only, and I haven't binged it. Thanks for reminding me, Vicky. I haven't mm. binged it. It's, it's one of those, like, it is heavy in some parts, but it's not so heavy that you feel like it drags. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still fun, and, and the I, music helps. And I totally forget oh, yeah. the comic. I totally forget mm-hmm. the comic, so there was a, there was some nice surprises in that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the comic was the same way, or if they it, veered, but... I was so surprised I think by certain stuff. Changed some stuff. Es- essentially, what I've read because I haven't read the comics, but they kind of smushed the first arc and the second arc together. Mm-hmm. Like the second arc had the time travelers, yeah, and so they just kind of put both of those together to make their own thing, really, which yeah. works. Yeah, I love it. It works so well. And the stars of that show, gosh, there were so many stars of that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the two time traveling hitmen, I, th- I love them. Cha Cha and Hazel. Thank you. <laughs> yes, they they. I really love those guys. I, I really did Shout too. out to Mary J. Blige by the way yeah right? who is phenomenal badass so good. yeah but I, I mean love number five and of course robert sheehan loved him yes. as well i forget the name of <laughs> klaus. His character. klaus yeah klaus? uh robert sheehan's fantastic it was so fun to see him again uh, like i i from, can't from wait. misfits if you don't mm-hmm. remember oh, yeah. nathan and misfits yeah mm-hmm. uh but i do want to get into some wholesome fun you know it's, it's kind of a hard time right now i know a lot of people are struggling um for many different reasons, and I wanted to share something nice. Oh, this what? is what th- is this the wholesome part? This is the wholesome part. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, so apparently, uh, Jessa Gowning, Jessa tweeted, "Guys, I tweeted my turnip prices. Apparently, that's a thing in uh, Animal Crossing. Yes, everyone's right. always talking about their turnip it's like prices. Like the turnip stock market, right? <laughs> and Elijah Wood just came to my island and hung out yeah. and a bunch of crying faces. This is the best day in quarantine yet. Apparently, really? that's a thing that he does. Yeah, he like messaged her on on uh, I believe Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, would love uh, your your you know code." 
uh, so I, uh, to sell these turnips. Mm-hmm. And he's just showing up and has his little name. You know, it's so cute. He's got his little character hanging out on the island. So That's if, so sweet. If you're not playing Animal Crossing and you see somebody on maybe uh, any of your social media saying, hey, my turnip prices are X amount, it's because they're selling for a higher amount. And usually people will give their uh, their their Nintendo Switch code so people can fly to their island <laughs> and buy or sell their turnips for a better price uh, and then do all the stuff that you can do in Animal Crossing. That's about all I know about it. That is really cool <laughs> that that's another way that celebrities can connect through their hobby because you, you know yeah. you get a lot of geeky celebrities. Uh, that's, I mean, because I know how much people love Animal Crossing. I am not into it, but man, so many of my gamer friends, usually the younger ones, are so into Animal Crossing. It's getting them through this coronavirus situation right now. I'm kind of glad that I can't get a Nintendo Switch right now because it's sold out everywhere because I have a feeling that I would get a little obsessive with this. Same. I tend to get super obsessive when it comes to games. Like, I've literally played my Marvel Strike Force game that I've talked about a couple times every single day for the last two years. I've and almost, I make sure and I log in every day. I have almost a couple of times down, you know, bought the Star Trek uh, app games on my uh, uh, on my iPad. <laughs> there's two. There's Fleet Command <laughs> yeah, and something yeah. else for captains. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's, you know, I, I'm an old school gamer. I want campaigns that are just single player campaigns. I don't necessarily want to interact with people online because here's why. I feel like I don't need some troll kicking my ass and ruining my life online. I'd rather go against <laughs> so an never, AI. So never play a fighting game online because yeah. you will absolutely get destroyed. And that's what this is. You have to basically design your starship and go up against other captains with their starships. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, they're going to destroy me because they're probably really good. And yes. I need to go against the easy AI that knows I'm an idiot and goes, <laughs> sure, I'll, 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 I'll hit the self-destruct button, button at some point so you win. Uh, but I uh, found this really awesome article going to make you feel good. Uh, another one? This yes. is a lot of wholesome feels. I know. It's a heartwarming MCU actors' stories. So stories oh, of uh, them interacting with their fans that were really heartwarming. Oh, okay. Cool. I like this. So, like, for example, Mark Ruffalo shared uh, the love on Twitter with a user named Juliet back in 2014. When she was a teenager, she, sh- she sought the actor's advice on self-confidence. Ruffalo stressed the importance of loving oneself and followed up in several tweets over the next five years as Juliet shared her progress. Julie explained in an insider, at only 17 years old, seeing one of my favorite actors tweeting me back to give me this kind of advice really made me feel loved and supported. So who is chopping onions here? Oh, that's a good yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Mark, Ruff- Mark Ruffalo always comes off like a really deep, introspective, very caring mm-hmm. person. Absolutely. I have no idea what he's like, but he comes off that way. And I mean, that mm-hmm. obviously that Twitter exchange over the years is what a great father figure you know, to be, because there's a lot of people who, for whatever reason, I don't know why, sometimes, you know, sometimes you just can't hear good advice from your parents, which is what the Dutch uncle always was, like that, you know, the uncle or the aunt always Mm -hmm. were the cooler ones because you didn't have all that drama that you had with your parents. And Mark Ruffalo gets to be that for somebody. Man, that is really cool. How about uh, Zoe Zaldana? Oh, I like Zoe. She's nice. So back in 2013, she was in Santa Monica and she's uh, a she spotted an anxious crowd. You know, they're all fans. They're wanting to meet her. So she ended up taking off her high heels and ran across the street to greet them and sign <laughs> autographs. That is so awesome. <laughs> that's super cool. And that's like even like I just like you were just talking about anyone who wants to be able to spend a little bit of time to show the appreciation of the fans who appreciate them. 
It's always a good feeling. And I have to tell you something. She is the unsung hero for me. A lot of people, of course, mm-hmm. Zoe is always going to be Gamora. But for me, her portrayal of Uhura in the J.J. movies yeah. was so good. Mm-hmm. I really loved that what she did with that character. The, uh, it really, really did. The first time that I remember her was in a movie. It was a comic book movie. Um, that, Losers? Yes. And... That one also had, uh, I think it had Chris, Chris Evans, and it yes. has. What was the um, name of the movie? Losers. The, the Losers. It was based Ooh. off of a graphic novel. I don't know if I've seen that. I actually that. have that. I have it in my stock of things How I need to watch. Well, I, like I haven't it. seen it. It's really good. It's 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 it's, it's, it's a, Seattle boy. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, and it's oh, a man. bit. Oh, how yeah. How do I not have How have I not seen this? It was in like the mid 2000s, maybe, Still, or later I, 2000s. 20, I have a feeling. It was 2010. Be, really? Yeah. Wow. It's only 10 years old. And it is, it's kind of like A Team, and it's kind of act, it's like super action, and it was fun. A lot of people poo pooed it. Elba. Oh but my there's gosh. some really great people doing okay. some. Okay. And it's. It's just like with like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, all these these guys are just chewing their scenes. Like they just, you can tell that they're having fun with this mm-hmm. completely ridiculous premise. Says, okay, uh, CIA special forces team are betrayed and left for dead by their superiors, galvanizing them to mount an offensive on uh, on an offensive on the CIA. Mm-hmm. And like the the graphic novel Ooh. is really good too, but like just like the sniper scene that they have with it. Is is so funny. Wow, it's so that. amazing. I, I actually remember that look. Like I remember that poster. I want to say that we went and saw it, but it might have just been me. Because it's possible. Because like, maybe I did see it. You know me. I forget <laughs> stuff. It's very possible. Yeah, but I absolutely recommend that. I actually been pulling out movies and stuff right now with the quarantine. I've been doing a lot of like online selling. You know, just to give people yeah. like spread the love. Like here's the DVD I never watch anymore, and that actually is one that somebody let me borrow. 20, like not 20, 20, 10 years ago, and I still have it. <laughs> oh, hey, bring it to your buddy. So I might have to bring it to my buddy. Bring it to your buddy. There you go. And then after you give it to Rev, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll post the uh, the rest so you can check out all the nice heartwarming stories about a lot of the MCU actors. And until next time, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.